0: Hello, and thank you for joining the Mind Your Leadership podcast. Today, I will talk with Elad Mishan. Elad is a graphic designer by training, co-founder, and the creative director of Firma, a business design agency, Tel Aviv. He's a former branding lecturer at Bezalel Academy of Art and Design and the Coleman College. He's an avid runner, a beginner's farmer, and a lifelong student. Elad and I were at the same school as kids. And actually we met 10 years ago when he was a few years into his business in the firma branding company with his co-founder. And I had my consulting firm and they started having dilemmas and issues in their growth process and we started working together. Long years I worked with their management team. They were in my MBL course. And Elad my creative logo and stuff. So we are kind of partners along the years. And the lad is actually started also facilitating the mindfulness aspect as a co-founder in his company and his culture. So it's really interesting to hear how lad, is a co-founder of a creative company, blends the mindfulness and the creativity. What is his perspective that mindfulness increases creativity? What does he do in the day-to-day? So stay with us. Welcome to the Mind Your Leadership podcast.
1: <laughs> it's great being here. So we would we'll
0: be happy to hear what's your personal connection to mindfulness.
1: If you can share your journey and tell us. Yeah, more sure. Stuff i will be happy to talk about it. Actually, I encountered this world of it wasn't by definition mindfulness. It was more um, the whole world of uh, Buddhism and and what comes along with that. Um, around eight years ago, I had um, I went through a pretty difficult time, um, both professionally and uh, personally. I, as 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 you mentioned, I I co-founded a, a branding firm here in Israel. It was 16 years ago, and I think eight years into the work, you always have ups and downs, but we encountered uh, harder times, which uh, obviously surfaced a lot of hardship that was kept inside for a long time. And it brought me to a pretty stressful time or period of my life. And I was uh, apparently walking around looking for some kind of uh, reconciliation or something that would make me feel better. And actually, I came across a book while walking, uh, walking at a bookstore. I came across a book by Jack Kornfield uh, called um, The Wise Heart. Mm-hmm. Jack Kornfield is a, is a very uh, famous uh, Buddhist uh, monk, lecturer, also a psychologist. And he, he integrates both the Western psychology and the Eastern uh, philosophy of Buddhism. And uh, I started reading the book. And I was very, I, I managed, I somehow identified totally with everything he said. And I felt like I'm i am finally seeing some kind of path that hasn't been known to me that, so far. Uh, having to do with um, inner inquiry, um, having to do with uh, looking inside yourself and, and starting to understand uh, or at least give space to all kinds of emotions and hardships and and thoughts and feelings. And that's, that's when the journey actually began. And, and it began through Buddhism, totally. I read his book and from then on I started um, reading more and more books about the topic. Uh, and that's when I started my practice of meditation i i found it very i wouldn't call it pleasurable because i don't think meditation is is something that's done for the pleasure of it but i found it very useful maybe useful is uh is a right um term for that what and, do you mean uh, by what do you mean by useful what does it mean useful in what way it means that that somehow until that point i was i was pretty much being Managed by my emotions and my thoughts, and mm-hmm. it's like they took me for a ride, and I was just uh, I was just uh, a passenger mm-hmm. in in this emotional car, or you'd rather call it roller coaster. I, and I was going up and down, and, and hardly having any control over not not necessarily over how I feel, but over what this what these feelings uh, brought me to do, and be, and act. And I think I think the practice of meditation. Helped me uh, start like stepping out of myself for mm-hmm. at least for a few minutes and trying to observe and watch these feelings and watch these thoughts and 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 you know genuinely being curious mm-hmm. about where they come from and and what do they make me do or feel or or act in any way. I think it gave me space to breathe. It's funny, mm-hmm. yeah, it's because that's what you do—you breathe. Yeah. But they, they actually gave me a little space to breathe and it's like taking off the load that you're you're finding yourself walking around with. So it's for 10 minutes putting the load aside and just taking a look at it. Mm-hmm. And of course after the meditation you put back the load on. But somehow practicing it makes it easier to observe the load not only during the minutes that you meditate but also during other times of the day, of course,
0: and maybe also to, to contain the load, right, during the day to day. Even if you're not in the meditation right now, it helps you feel better with the load,
1: right? Yeah, for for sure. I think it, it's it's you know I'm not the first one to say it's kind of like a muscle that you're trying to uh, to make stronger. So you don't work out for the just for the for just for the hour that you're working out. You're working out, so your muscles are stronger throughout the day so your body is healthier so you can manage with everything else being a lot better physically mm-hmm. so i think meditation is the same thing there's there's what happens in the 10 minutes or the 20 minutes or the half hour whatever you're doing that there's what's happening there but but the main purpose of it for me at least is is to acquire skills that will help me manage these emotions and thoughts and and load so-called mm-hmm. uh during during the rest of the time in which I'm not meditating. Real meditation is is life itself, you know, it's yeah. not just the 10 minutes that you're right. sitting. So that's how I encountered, that's how I came across this this whole uh, world of, of mindfulness and uh, through reading a lot of books, mm-hmm. through listening to a lot of lectures and, and trying to, and through a lot of practice. Great. Right. So-
0: As a creative manager and a co-founder of a creative firm, how do you see the connection between mindfulness and creativity? Because you say, okay, it helps you uh, decrease stress, be calmer. This aspect, but how does it really help to increase our creativity and to see new opportunities and the other aspect of the mindfulness?
1: I'll start by saying I, I I heard a few days ago I listened to a famous creative director, and he pinpointed something that was all of a sudden, you know, it kind of uh, hit me right on the spot. He said that in the role of being a creative director, his his true role is called, well, he defined it as energy management. What he does is managing the energy within within the team, within the organization, and 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 creativity is, is a form of energy, a form of energy that's going around. It's kind of like a fireball, and you can make it big, and you can extinguish it, and you can help distribute it around people. You can help focus it on a, a, a certain uh, mission or not. So to your question, how is mindfulness useful uh, when when trying to uh, manage creativity? I think it comes in two ways. First of all, it's in in being able to manage your own creative energy, trying to be able to step back and look at the whole creativity process without, without letting it rock your world too much, and being able to listen to small hints that come from inside, or being able to observe things uh, through inquiry, through curiosity, all these things have to do with, with your own personal uh, energy management. That's That's one aspect of being mindful how it helps creativity. I think the other aspect is being able to allocate this energy within the team, within other people, mm-hmm. and once being mindful you're able to look at other people and listen to other people and be very attentive to what they say and how they feel and what they bring to the table and somehow manage with manage help them manage their creative energy in a very thoughtful and useful way mm-hmm. so, so that's that's kind of the two ways mindfulness helps me at least as a creative manager first by implementing it on myself and second by uh, using it as a as a very practical tool when working with other people and their own creative energy.
0: Great, thanks. It's uh, two things I want to say. First of all, there's the term beginner's mind. I think as we practice more mindfulness in the day-to-day and being more present, we can see new things that before we didn't see, like even it we three- On the way home from work or something really not too much special in the day-to-day, but we put our attention and then we see new things. And the second thing you said, uh, what I found in my work and my research is the dialogue space. It's really the ability to be attentive in a meeting, but to really listen to listen inside to what's our feelings and emotion according to a situation or issue that we're trying to solve and to really listen to to the different voices that are in the meeting and to be able to be in the unknown, right? To be able not to know the answer and to enable new things, a new solution, a creative solution to emerge in the moment, right? So this is what you're talking about, being really able so, to be there.
1: Yeah, totally. I think, yeah, there's a few things I, I really want to add on that. First of all, it's funny because when you're looking for a Hebrew term that translates mindfulness, then there isn't really one term. And when you think about it, I at least uh, was able to identify three terms and each one has a different meaning. First of all, there's the there's the presence part in which um being mindful is 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 totally being present and being uh being at the moment and being fully present then there's the then another term is it has to do with listening with uh, it's called kshivut in hebrew but it's it's being able to to listen and to be attentive to what's going on and the third of course is 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 about the mind and being able to to think about what's happening and at least uh, observe and, and 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 incorporate whatever is going on around you so these three terms are are three things that are totally useful when working with creativity and you're right creativity is is what is creativity it's mainly about being able to connect things that haven't been connected before and in order to let them connect or at least identify the things that need to be connected you have to hold this space where nothing is really nothing is really uh, uh determined for a while until 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 these two things emerge and suddenly the connection is obvious. So I think being mindful is, is as you said, being able to to allow a space for all kinds of things to arise without without being totally driven by the force of trying to solve a problem. At least waiting for waiting for these waiting for these items to come up. And then if you're totally if you're allowing this thing to rise and all these different points arise, then, then you're allowing a lot of different uh, points to come to life. And then creativity is actually being able to find these two or three things that, that construct together a very creative thought. Yes, and it's resonates
0: with me, within me the fact that research shows that when we are stressful and we're holding the time aspect, so it really decreases our ability to be creative. Right. So usually when I work with managers or give them tips, I tell them that when they want to think about a solution to a problem or an issue, they should arrange a meeting and in advance, in the setting of the meeting, tell the people that they don't want to get to a solution this in this meeting, that it's okay that they won't get a solution. And even the fact that they enable enabling the space in a paradoxical way, it can enable the solution to emerge even in this meeting. But sometimes not, and it's okay. The ability to take it with us, within with us, be with it in our mind, give it time, and then it can emerge as an insight, right? Even in the shower or in, a, in another setting. And then it's something come up that we didn't think before, something new, right? That we're not recycling the solutions from the past, but we are really reacting to what emerged in this moment. And even if it takes a little bit of time and space.
1: Totally. I think one more thing that, that is very is, is a strong um, aspect of mindfulness, and, and it's very useful, as you said, in creativity, is, is being judgmental or not. And, and some, in order to be able to be creative, you must allow for things to arise without judging them, whether they're good or right. Mm-hmm. and i think that's that's a, that's one of the main aspects of mindfulness is is being able to be present without determining or running running to 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 determine that something is good or bad or or useful or not just as it's good for mindfulness it's good for creativity because the creative process cannot cannot be fully uh, potentialized if you don't if you will always run to conclusions and and cut off things that don't seem right or allow for things that seem right just at the beginning. Thanks. It's really a crucial element. And I think we really
0: need to practice it because in the Western world, we are really criticizing ourselves all day long. It's really something that we need to practice in order to be able not to judge it and to accept it as it is and not to take it, to put it into the framing that we know already.
1: I think we're very solution driven. And that's what brings us to, to, you know, run very fast towards the solution. And it's not only in creativity. I think it's, the Western world, you can see it in education, you can see it in politics, you can see it all around us. It's, it's its a kind of way of life that we're always thinking there's one solution and we must, and the faster we reach that solution, the better we do. Mm-hmm. And without understanding that if we allow for other solutions to to arise, then we might be better off. Really. Yes, then that, that, that we can see that there's a lot of solution to the same uh, problem, right? Exactly. And, and some of them might be better than others. And and we can only reach them if we don't cut them off at the beginning and we let them, you know, really thrive. Uh-huh.
0: Great. So how have you implemented mindful habits in your organization if we're talking about creativity and enabling and leading a creative organization?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it comes through in very, in different aspects. First of all, I think the whole creative process, uh, if you cut it down to, to three different stages, one is of, of, of opening up the creative space, the second one is is coming up with a solution and the third one is actually implementing the solution and i think in each one of these phases mindfulness helps us enhance th- that phase i think first of all in order for us to be to be creative as we said mindfulness allows us for opening up the space without judging and running to a solution you know if we if we sit at a brainstorming session and we're trying to be very attentive and allowing thoughts to come and rise and be dialogued with one another, it helps a lot more rather than trying to fix something really, really fast. I think um, mindfulness helps us when we finally understand what the solution is, then being able to look at it objectively through different kinds of lenses and trying to inquire it through the eyes of the consumer, through the through the eyes of the designer, and, and through looking at it through different eyes helps us objectively understand if it's the perfect solution or not. And um, last but not least, the design itself or the implementation of the solution also requires us a little uh, uh, being able to step back and observe the thing and understand whether it's fulfilling the act we wished it would fulfill or not and being able to iterate and always keep changing in order for us to really reach the perfect solution. that's speaking technically of how mindfulness helps us through the creative process. But if you put that aside, I, think I try to integrate mindfulness not only in the process and the outcomes, but somehow in the culture of the organization, being able to allow for, for mistakes or allow for thoughts to be said and discussed, allow for emotions mm-hmm. to be expressed and uh, have their own relevant uh, a place within the organiza- organization I think mindfulness helps us uh, contain this you know a creative if we talked about the creative uh, energy like a fireball running around and if if we're able to contain it mm-hmm. and not be burnt burnt out by it then I think we're only mindfulness can help us play around with this fireball without being without being burnt so uh, that's that's speaking of the process one last thing that I did try to integrate is, is actually opening up sessions of uh, introduction to mindfulness and being able to practice meditation. And we did a few sessions like this with our designers, and I can, I can proudly say that a lot of them found it very useful. And afterwards, were able to integrate it both in their personal life and, of course, in within their professional life. Some of them took it even beyond the introduction that we implemented within the organizations and went on to inquire more and learn more about it as, as, as it evolved. Interesting. And
0: yes, I know, know some of them, and I know it was really beneficial for them, so uh, <laughs> I'm with you. And what, when you talked, it resonated within me that you talked about two things, about the ability to be compassionate and self-compassion, right? To, to enable to accept ourselves and others, even if, we're, if we're don't, we don't agree with each
1: other, right? Something. Yeah, and it's funny you're saying that because I was um, I was um, I was working with our managers just just a few days back about how to give feedback uh-huh. because we think that feedback is a very strong issue that needs to be a lot a lot better utilized within the organization and we talked about a few aspects of of, of good feedback and one of them was being empathetic uh-huh. empathetic towards the person that we're giving feedback. And then we had a total we had a long discussion about the difference between sympathy and empathy, and once understanding sympathy is uh, if if I'm looking for a bottom line then sympathy would would be recognizing somebody else's feelings, whereas empathy would be putting yourself in their own shoes and feeling what they are feeling mm-hmm. and and then and then arose the question then what does compassion have to do with all this mm-hmm. and I think Compassion, or at least the way I see it, is empathy enhanced with action. It's actually being able to be with within the emotions that the the other is feeling, with a sense of trying to do something about it and change it for the better. So, so yes, it's being empathetic to designers and being empathetic to the to the creative process and the emotional turbulence that people, or at least employees, go through. Mm-hmm. But when we're speaking about compassion, it's actually holding their hand and helping them navigate within this space, whether it being helping them throughout the obstacles they're standing through or helping them through times of less creativity. It's actually being there, not only understanding what they feel, what they are feeling, but also helping them navigate and the overcome things.
0: I agree with you. The compassion is the ability to act upon it, right? It's not only exactly. feeling it, but also acting upon it. So thank you. That's a really crucial uh, element in definition. And another thing that resonated with me when you talked about the enabling emotions to be in the culture. So it's amazing because I think it's really a crucial element, leading uh, mindful culture and creative cultures, because... At the end of the day, as we know the traits like compassion, creativity, courage are reside in the, our emotions. But as human beings in, in the Western world, we learn to disconnect from our emotions, right? So we usually in the corporate world we work from the, our mind and we learn to close all our emotions sensation because we, we are afraid that they will flood us, right? right. Uh, yeah. And you want to be I able think... to manage them. So it's amazing that you give place to this discourse in your organization because it's not something so common, in the corporate world, as I see it. Yeah,
1: I think you said it right. We have some kind of um, attitude in the Western world where we need to work with our head and uh, the heart is not part of the process or the heart is, is you know, you, kept, you keep it aside for after hours and being with the family. Uh-huh. but. I think uh, even more uh, when you're speaking about a creative culture, you know, we're not. Uh, I think what we're saying is relevant to any kind of culture, of course, whether you're uh, mm-hmm. an accountant or whether you're a, a production plant. But I think when you're when you're speaking of creative processes, then you know that's our, that's our expectation of our designers and creative people to be able to be able to integrate within within their mind and their heart together. You know, to make some kind of synergy. In order to bring out the best solution, so it's kind of weird that I would ask them professionally to be able to manage these both both of these aspects, but then but then I wouldn't uh, treat at all the, the emotions that they, that have to come along with all these thoughts mm. and actions that, that, that are part of the process. So, same as the creative process, mm. it has to do with feelings, emotions, and thoughts together. I think the organization and the culture has to give space. For both of them and acknowledge that emotions are not are as strong if not even more as a motivator and something that that enhances the the whole creative process and not only intelligently or yeah Mind-wise. That's right. So I think
0: we need to learn to speak our emotion. We don't don't have this language within us. We speak really rationally, but not usually to say, universe, I'm really angry now. I don't know what to do with it. I need to be with it for a moment. So, because usually we will act upon this anger without... Acknowledging that this is what drives us in this moment. So it's, it's really a skill that I think it's like a muscle that we need to practice in order to give it more p- space and place in the, in the tent today. And it's good also for business and also at home with our children and our spouses. So it's a, a good skill crucial skill to live fully, right? To
1: be complete, be authentic. Yeah, You know, we're in the business of design or we we call ourselves, uh, uh, we, we call what we do business design. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're branding uh, products. And just as we acknowledge that the consumer himself, not only our creative internal processes, but even the consumer himself, once he has to take a decision, 99% of the decision is based on emotion mm-hmm. and rather than rationality. So, if we acknowledge that in the consumer, we must understand we ourselves should and can, and it would be even better if we would act from our emotions rather than put them aside and try to be rational about whatever we do. That's right. So
0: well, we talked about the beginner's mind attitude, right? And the ability yeah. to be, see more possibilities. And now it came to me. There's a good book called The Art of Possibilities. You know it? Of Zender and Zender?
1: Yeah, of course. Talking
0: about to see different there's a uh, possibility. It's a great book,
1: I think. Uh... I think, yeah, I think if somebody wants to read the book, he should first start with their, Zen, uh, their TED Talk. Uh-huh. Uh, Zen Zanders has a famous TED Talk, about uh, about the spark in the eyes of creative people or anybody else. I would I would really recommend watching that TED Talk first and then going to the. Great. Another. What are your
0: personal mindful creative routines or habits that you embrace
1: that are today? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, I'm, I really try to have my morning routines very fixed, even though uh, <laughs> these turbulent times have really mixed up our lives. Mm-hmm. But I would usually. Have some form of, of meditation in the morning, uh, which would help me set the day right, set off to the day right, understanding that there is a form of presence and I don't really have to rush and run into things uh, without thinking. So once I do it in the beginning of the day, it really, it kind of uh, tunes my mind up to the right accuracy for the rest of the day. Uh-huh. Um, I, I do a lot of writing. A lot of journaling, and I think it's—I um, think it's a crucial aspect of of being mindful because, uh, for me, when it's done right, then it actually—I let—I let my heart speak through my hands without my mind interfering. Uh-huh. So it kind of—it kind of pours out everything that I—I I might be even afraid myself to talk about or think. And somehow my heart really pours out on the paper, and my mind criticizes or anything on my heart is saying. Mm-hmm. And what I usually do, I write, I write like pages out. You know, I, I enter like this frantic, uh, raw rush of writing, and then I I read what I wrote, uh-huh. and it's kind of a it's kind of a an active reflection of looking at what I feel and what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like looking at, at it back, looking at a mirror mm-hmm. without without a. Um, Without, being, without something uh, interfering in the way. So so I think journaling is a very strong aspect of being uh, mindful. Mm-hmm. I think meditation is a strong aspect of being mindful. And last but not least, you know, it sounds kind of cliche, but gratitude is also a strong form of being mindful. And, and if you manage to remind yourself throughout the day, it can be big things, it can be small things, but acknowledging things that are around you and feeling some kind of gratitude towards them and understanding that nothing should be taken for granted really helps being mindful of what is and being gratified expressing gratitude towards it helps at least for me helps this uh, emotional vast emotional creativity flowing you know and helping it always reach new kinds of, of solutions new kinds of thoughts new kinds of ideas that's the way i maintain my creativity i think
0: sounds amazing and yes i agree with you that the journaling is it's really a great tool even to reflect and even to clean our thoughts clean our mind you know i see it sometimes between meetings i use it i start writing all my feelings emotion and thoughts and then i put it inside and i'm coming fresh to the new meeting like it's a great tool also to clean our thoughts and our energy Yes, to download download (laughs) what's disturbing us and move on freshly to the
1: next uh, meeting. There's one more thing I do, which is funny. It's kind of like writing. Writing is very, uh, you know, it's very expressful. You can read something that that was written and understand the meaning of it. Uh But one more thing that I do, which is kind of more abstract, I also like doodle. I I do a lot of doodles. And when I come to doodle, I, I very often... Uh, you know, like different sketches. I sketch ah, okay. things out. Doodle is and to sketch things out. Okay, thank you yeah, for I clarification. <laughs> and and when I come and a lot of times when I when I want to doodle, then I try to be very to to distract myself and just doodle whatever whatever the first thing that comes to mind. Uh-huh. And a lot of times when I look at the doodles, I I it it also is a lot of, it reflects a lot of what I feel and what I'm thinking. For instance, yesterday I was. I was in a conversation, I was in a meeting, and I started doodling. And when, when, when it ended, I looked at the doodle, and I, I will describe the doodle. It's very funny. In the middle, there's a ladder, which is standing upright without being lean, leaned on anything, weird in, in, in its own way. In front of the ladder, there's a hole in the ground. And in the back of the ladder, there is a wall. So it's like, okay. I'm going to fall. <laughs> No, it's like trying to understand, okay, we're in this situation where things are very uncertain. You know, you can uh-huh. you can fall back into places. There's a lot of obstacles that you must manage and and know how to overcome. And in, in everything, there's like a ladder. And what are you going to use the ladder for? Are you going to put it in the hole and go back down? or Are you going to lean it on the wall and, and go over the obstacle? And, you know, none of this was in my mind when I drew this thing. Uh-huh. But when I finished drawing it, and I started looking at it, inquiring it. Then I started to understand these these feelings and emotions and thoughts that I'm having. Very funny. Amazing! It's amazing tool <laughs> that you gave us that emerge in our conversation because. Yeah, but you really have to get into the flow, and you know, and think about nothing, and just let your hand uh-huh. do the doodle, and then and then look at it. Okay, this is a
0: creative person's individuals like you. You know, not everybody <laughs> knows to do that uh, spontaneously and is so deep a uh, metaphor. But it's really uh, an amazing tool, I think. Because what you say, you're, you're really present with the doodle, with the drawing of what's want to emerge without thinking about it. And then in a reflective way, you can understand what your emotion state
1: or state of mind yeah, is I, like. I'm kind Yeah, of, I'm kind of connecting to my subconscious and letting uh-huh. my subconscious come out. Without right. without judging it or without, you know, looking at it and thinking if it's good or not good, I'm just letting it come out in whatever form it is. And after that, I look at it and understand what, what I was thinking. There's a tool, you know, the
0: intuitive uh, drawing that you draw whatever wants to come. So, you know, also uh, negative feelings and at the beginning, I remember that I draw a lot of with black and not nice because all, all the time I had in my mind that I really need to be polite and nice. So something really wanted to emerge out of me, the ability to be not okay, the ability in black to be, you know, so it's amazing. It's really a, also a therapeutic tool, but also a really great, through the creativity, you open connection to your heart, to your sensation, to the unconscious, yeah. as you say.
1: You, you said therapy, and that's, uh, I spoke about three things. Yeah, mindfulness, journaling, and uh, and gratitude. But I really give a lot of credit also to, you know, uh, psychodynamic uh, therapy. Speaking to to somebody, a lot of times, if it's a psychologist or a good friend, is also a strong form of, of mindfulness because it, it, it gives space for things to come out and be discussed and be looked at and give them light. So. And I think the more we are present and and wholesome with whatever we have, whatever we feel, whatever we think, I think our creative abilities are stronger with that. And and I think the more we are suppressed or the more we are uh, unthoughtful of what we're doing and what we're feeling, then it comes out through the creative process. And and we we don't manage to come up with solutions or, or think of the problems that we want to solve and, 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 you know, it, very, it blocks the creativity with it. I with you.
0: It's really amazing. And I believe in all these tools. <laughs> and it's always a pleasure to speak with you. I like our conversations and really creative. Same, same,
1: likewise, same here.
0: Yeah. So thank you a lot for being with us. Thank you. This was Elad Mishan. Thank you for being with us. Hope you enjoyed and meet you in our next episode. Bye-bye and take care.